So first and foremost, welcome to this Black Girl Podcast. I am one half of your host. My name is Lola. You can find me at ola.miss.lola on Instagram. And I am your other lovely host. I am at the Hill Diva on IG. And you can refer to me as Miss Hill Diva. <laughs> and we have a wonderful guest today. His name is James. If you don't mind just sharing a little bit of yourself so that our guests know who you are. Um, I would describe myself as someone who is extremely online. I spend a lot of time on uh, Twitter. Um, I would say that the, the internet kind of raised me. I'm, I'm 26, sort of a younger millennial. And I guess kind of pertaining to this conversation, uh, I'm someone who is in a long distance relationship with someone from Peru. Oh, wow. So. Okay, cool. Well, okay. Well, first of all, I want to get into the fact that you, so you consider yourself on the end spectrum of like millennials. So like you, mm-hmm. you're not necessarily Gen Z, but you understand where Gen Z came from because yeah. being on the tail end, you're like, so in social media, like, are you very super involved or are you just kind of like, I'm part of the regular social media world. And then like, you know, I take all my news information and source from online. Um, I kind of, I guess I could say I'm, I kind of pick and choose basically what I want to engage with. Uh, I'm very unfamiliar, I guess you could say, or unsavvy with um, more modern stuff like TikTok or stuff like that. Uh, I don't have an Instagram, I don't have a TikTok. Uh, I have like a Facebook pretty much just to keep in touch with family members. Um, and I have a Twitter for basically just finding funny, funny content that I like to share with friends. Okay. So that's that's kind of the extent of my engagement with, with I guess you could say social media platforms. Okay, and then in terms of I guess other online resources, like um, obviously you're on Reddit. You do you use like other forums as well? Because um, I remember I used to be on what was it called? It's shut down now, which is so sad. It was like a news forum. I forget what it's called. Anyways, forget it. It's not definitely not BuzzFeed, but like one of those kind of news sites that had like news updated all the time. But are, are you like somebody like that that goes to certain news sites, certain news pages, or certain YouTube videos to get like your daily news, your certain updates, things like that? Um, I find a lot of my stuff through Twitter. Okay. Uh, I would say that I I don't really engage that much with like mainstream media, you could say. Um, my dad, for example, is, uh, he's like a very old boomer. There's like a very big generational gap between me and him. And, uh, he kind of like sits in his chair and watches CNN, MSNBC all day. So I, I kind of, uh, I guess him, I'm, I'm a little bit hesitant to engage with sort of these mainstream institutions that okay. we sort of have. All right. That's fair. It seems so a little bit old fashioned. Yeah, so you kind of remind me of me because I am, well, before, I actually have an IG now. Like, I go a lot on my IG. I love my IG, but um, I used to be so disconnected from a lot of the mainstream stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, with Twitter, I'm not very familiar with Twitter a lot, but um, I do know, I like it for the news. Like, once in a while, I'll get, like, new stuff. Um, I'm more of, like, a YouTuber, I, I find. You know, I find that, like, I don't watch TV. I don't watch, you know, sports as much anymore. Mm -hmm. It's more like what I want to see on YouTube. Um, But I'm surprised, like one thing you said about 
considering yourself a millennial more, I'm surprised because I remember that's like on some kind of news outlet, they're saying that millennials were from like, the cutoff was like 1988. I think it was like 19, like six or not sixties, um, the eighties to like 88 or something like that. Or, or was it like, I don't know. Yeah, but um, I remember me being the cutoff, and I'm like, okay, so I am a millennial because I, I was fighting with my boyfriend at the time about, you know, you're a millennial, you're a millennial, millennials think this, millennials think that, you're such a millennial. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Turns out I am. So the fact that you're bunching yourself in with millennials, I don't know if this mm-hmm. is something we should be proud because you want to be one of us. But what do you find is like the biggest complaint against millennials, you know, from either Gen Z or from boomers? Um, I know there's a lot of cliches out there. <laughs> and what um, you I would say that probably the, the biggest complaint that I hear is that we're too earnest, actually. Uh, it seems like there's um, kind of a, an ironic detachment, I guess you could say, from Gen Z, for example. Uh, they don't seem to take things as seriously uh, as millennials. I think there's, there's sort of like this sense of righteousness, maybe, that millennials were raised with. Uh, when they were kind of coming into their own, like politically, for example, yeah. um, I, I would say that I kind of fall more into into like the Gen Z thought pattern in that sense. I'm like I'm like at the tail end. Uh, I've heard like um, you you said like 1988. I've heard like 95 is the cutoff point, and I'm a I'm a 95 kid. So okay. Well, my question for you is because like you said, like you're not very super into social media you essentially just have facebook and that's it so then how did you meet your girlfriend if she is long distance and all the way in peru um that is a funny story actually uh (laughs) (laughs) i uh i basically started using like tinder kind of off and on um i don't usually use dating apps like at all uh but i decided to kind of just give it a try and I found myself not really getting any matches, basically locally. Um, I don't know if it's like, uh, like how I was marketing myself, or whether, whether I'm just like unappealing, I guess, to <laughs> to the people that live near me. But um, I decided, you know, this I'm gonna like try and experiment. So I bought Tinder Premium, which basically allows you to take your location and like drop it anywhere. I was wow. like, okay, so I'm just for just for like context i'm i'm biracial i'm uh i'm half mexican half white american basically so um i was like let's let's see what maybe people south of the border think of me so i decided sort of dropping my my location in mexico in in colombia in peru just to see what kind of interaction i'd get and i got more interaction probably within uh, the first week than i did within maybe like three months Oh, wow. I like that. Yeah. I like so, that. I literally like you could just choose what you want flavor you want. Flavor. Yeah. Game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm dying because I'm thinking I was thinking in my head I'm like that's like location fishing. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're location fishing cuz it's like I'm in Mexico and they're like, "Oh, you in Mexico?" And I'm like, "Just kidding." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm in the Mexico move. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah, exactly. Um so I was I was dropping my location everywhere and eventually I decided to land on Peru for whatever reason mm-hmm. and I found one one person that I talked to for a little bit and then 
things were like really not working out very well with this person. Um, and then I found someone else who is basically someone that I kind of like, uh, I, I don't really uh, like, we, we were both kind of going through like relationship problems at this time, pretty much. Uh, me with, with this girl who I had basically just met like two weeks ago, pretty much. Um, and her with a, a long-term boyfriend of two years who I, yeah, they, they were like actually almost about to get married. So she had like broken it off with him. And uh, that's that's actually how we met, basically just complaining about our relationship problems to each other. <laughs> I'm just shocked that after two weeks that you're having relationship problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so awesome. it's, uh, like, wow. it's, a, it's an issue. It's a, <laughs> that's a whole red flag. Cause I feel yeah. like after two weeks, like I don't know anybody and on any dating site or anything like that after two weeks, it's usually, because half the time I feel like when you're first talking to somebody online, it's like mm -hmm. in between life. So it's like you pick up the phone. Oh, okay. I like this. You put it down, you do something else. And then you think about it a few hours later or maybe the next day and you pick it up and then you're like, oh, da, 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 or whatever. So it's like to be like two weeks in with that type of kind of, I guess, limited conversation yeah, yeah. to have problems is wild. So yeah, wild. yeah, it's uh, that that should have been a red flag. I this person that I was talking to, like we we were never like officially like a couple or anything. It was mm -hmm. sort of just like tentative. So okay, and That's so cool. like so you were venting. You're you guys were both venting to each other about mm -hmm. relationship problems. Like this girl's like, I don't want to marry this guy. He sucks. And you're like, I want to talk to this girl. She sucks. And then you when what when was the I guess the cusp or the I, the light bulb went up to be like, we should date each other. <laughs> um, well, we, we kind of like started flirting, I guess, like immediately that first night. We kind of stayed up like all night together, pretty much. Ooh, okay. um, and I had, I had like developed, I guess you could say like, um, what's, what's the word for it? Like a litmus test almost uh, to sort of quickly determine whether or not like someone could be my long-term partner and one of those things is is i have like a very weird kind of offbeat sense of humor so one of the things that i like exposed her to like almost immediately was probably like some of the weirdest and like raunchiest jokes that i could think of and yeah. so and so she she responded well to it so i was like okay okay so this, this might have some promise <laughs> Let me scare the crap out of her. Yeah, basically. She's the one. Yeah. <laughs> so I like that. So you okay. take the, the very Sorry. bold approach then in order to figure that out. So what's the raunchiest, boldest joke, if you don't mind? <laughs> um, I got to hear one of these. I know. When she heard that, she was sold. She was right. sold. Yeah. It's, it's, le it's less, it's less um, jokes, but more like stuff that I find to be funny. Um, yeah for example there's there's this one there's this one travel vlogger that i follow now uh who goes by the name of cheap charlie you can look him up on youtube he's this guy who kind of like goes around to mexico and thailand and he just kind of lives there and he's like sort of this just like bizarre sort of weird guy and like he has all tons of weird idiosyncrasies that are just kind of funny to laugh at like um he thinks that uh that like he's a really good basketball player even though he's like six two and like all of the men that he plays against are pretty much five six and below <laughs> oh that's funny so. that's funny 
I could picture him just being like, oh. Yeah, and then just, <laughs> he's got like this video on his channel where he talks about uh, getting rejected by a girl uh, like from having sex because uh, his breath smelled bad. Oh, <laughs> no. I feel that though. I feel that though. I would have I been like, brush your teeth. Yeah. Right? Like, can't you just interrupt and get it done? Like... I don't know. I don't know. But I guess she <laughs> she told him enough was enough, and uh, and she was out of there. Yikes. Okay, so you exposed her to different jokes. You guys obviously had a connection or bonding over you know issues from before. Um, and so, how long have you guys been together? We've been together for over a year and a half at this point. Oh wow. Okay. Oh. So how have you managed such um, to have such a long positive relationship? for so long over such a large amount of distance? Like how do you manage, especially now with COVID and borders being restricted and things like that? Yeah, um, that's actually something in and of itself that we can probably get into later. But uh, I don't know, I guess it's just, um, we, we like started off really strong in terms of creating those kind of bonds, I guess, okay. uh, that could sort of maintain through basically these long periods of uh because like right now she's she's kind of in a position where she can't talk much uh for like disclosure she's uh like a nurse okay so okay. and uh and peru is like getting particularly hammered pretty hard yeah. by uh, coronavirus so and they they also have like this this new president that they elected that kind of sent their market into a into a bit of a tailspin for a while so it's been it's been pretty rough yeah um wow. but we we kind of just established that foundation early so uh we could kind of last through these long periods of um of not being able to talk much yeah. wow so how do you handle that like it definitely takes a very confident relationship and a strong relationship to in order to last through that because i know a lot of people that like trust issues alone would get in the way of you know a long distance relationship never mind a long distance and you know very busy schedules as well um so how have you guys like what do you guys do is there any kind of particular rituals you guys have like when you see each other and like how do you guys keep you know the bond strong like throughout um you know hard times like this yeah mostly we just make sure not to miss any of like the the big things basically like uh mm. uh there was a time I think like it, it was it was kind of a mess like around November of last year I would say like it was starting to become a mess where we couldn't see each other nearly as often um and my my birthday is in March so uh oh, early March or late March late March hey Aries what up yeah yeah <laughs> so uh so I, I was like almost confident that she was going to be too busy to uh, like do anything for me on my birthday. So I was very pleasantly surprised when I received um, actually a, a fairly intricate gift. She she's quite the the little crafts person. She like makes these uh, these little uh, pictures and um, and like cutouts. I guess you could say she like uh, helps her little sister a lot with. Um, with class assignments and she kind of does use these little like craft works that uh that's so yeah. cute anyway uh she's got like this whole journal and stuff that she like puts them in and uh she said that she's gonna 
give it to me when I finally get to come and see her. So that is so sweet. That is way too cute. I did have another question, real quick. Just on the basis of you being half Mexican and half mm-hmm. Caucasian, I love it. Um, do you? Is it? Is it like your mom that's Mexican or your dad's uh, Caucasian or what? What is the real quick? Uh, my dad is white. My mom is second generation Mexican American. Right. So do you have like the Latino flavor in your house? Like, do I you... do not at all. Like uh, <laughs> we're like I'm very far removed from. Uh, from any kind of Mexican culture. Uh, my mom's parents came over when they were toddlers, so there is mm. a very large separation. She doesn't really have any of it. Um, she knows like maybe a little Spanish. I grew up with like no Spanish, so. Wow, wow I'm shocked. I'm so shocked. And both your mom's parents are Mexican too? Yes. Wow, okay. oh my goodness. I love, cause I just love it. I speak Spanish and all that. So mm-hmm. that's why I'm like, oh cool, you know, but. That's interesting, like how, I know a lot of um, second generation, first generation don't want their kids to learn the language sometimes because of the hardships um, the parents went through in their respective countries. Like I do have a girlfriend who, um, well, a a former girlfriend who was part Hispanic um, from Nicaragua, who the parents did not want their children to learn the language because they saw it as a symbol of the poverty and the struggles they went through. So she has like, I I understand that story from that angle too, but really nice, so at least, you know, no, I was just going to say, just based off of what you were saying, that's that's also based off of, like, a little bit of assimilation. Just yeah, because, yeah. Like I, like, I have cousins and stuff from the UK. When their parents came here, they, like, and it's funny enough, they still have a very thick British accent. Like, they haven't been able to drop it. Oh, really? But, like, yeah, but all my younger cousins, when they were growing up, they had it, like, a little bit as a kid. And, like, they completely, like, revoked it because they didn't want it they felt that like they were talking funny they felt like they were standing out from everyone and so they dropped the accent i guess growing up and now that they're older they can't pick it up anymore so they feel really awkward and left out of like i guess their culture part of their culture Mm -hmm. so but i was gonna ask do you ever because like you know you didn't grow up with the culture as much um and you know not understanding the language and stuff like that have have you ever felt maybe um i guess disconnected from your culture or part of your culture or wanting to connect to that part of your culture a little bit more um i kind of like didn't really connect the dots i guess uh Mm -hmm. that i was like not white basically uh for quite a while uh i remember very distinctly there is like a time when i was uh maybe 10 or so and like I, I got like basically into a conversation with my mom about race for like the first time. Okay. I was like, uh, I, I said something like, um, I said something about Mexicans, and she, she was like, you know, well, well, you're Mexican too, and I'm like, what? And <laughs> even though she's like brown and standing right there, so. That's so funny. Uh, well, I, don't, <laughs> I was gonna say, I, I, I will, really I will it. admit, like you're very white passing like if you didn't mm-hmm. tell me i don't know if it's just mm-hmm. camera quality or what it is but like you you look white on screen so it's, it's like, true i was shocked i was gonna say but I, I i get that just because people everybody can look millions of types of ways like if you saw yeah. my daughter and me you'd be like what yeah <laughs> like you'd be confused too <laughs> um but 
that's that's actually really hilarious for her to break it to you and be like, well, you're a Mexican too. Yeah. And you're just like this whole mind blown moment. How old were you when that happened? Uh, maybe somewhere between like 10 or 12. This is pretty oh late. That's say. a long time, I was yeah. gonna say. <laughs> to not know you were fully like half Mexican, a full half of you. Mm-hmm. So do you find that you get treated ever like, you know, do, do people can tell like like she said you are white passing i was thinking the same thing mm-hmm. does anyone ever think you're mexican like you're mexican and you're like <laughs> uh if if people like like i've had people ask before um usually if we're talking about ethnicity i get uh like south european like italian yeah uh sometimes eastern european um okay. and sometimes they do guess they do guess correctly and say like you're you're like definitely half um but yeah yeah usually usually um i don't really get treated any different okay mm-hmm. and um i want to ask just because i feel like the pl- the political climate is different in the united states mm-hmm. and people's associations are very different in the united states especially with the former president that was in office before had a very almost like a very strong anti hispanic kind of like notions kind of stance and whatnot and there's a lot of people that stand for him so it's just like have you ever had an incident whether it was like i don't know casually talking to somebody or even meeting somebody in general in public who um assumed your ethnicity or found out about it and then kind of like tried to use it against you in any type of negative way uh no like never like even even online where like there's uh I guess you could say less less uh, regulation or, or like there's there's more uh, pe- people are more free I guess to, to say exactly what's on their mind uh, more right. online um, even even then it's more like banter really than anything I've never had anyone like approach me about it in real life uh, we live in a very or the the place that I live in in the country is very uh, left leaning so there's really oh. i don't think any kind of tolerance for that kind of stuff that's good well that's awesome. good to hear well, thanks, i know that's what i was just gonna say like you, you seem like you live in a really good uh area then that's good yeah okay so um oh i thought we were maybe getting a little shaky here <laughs> my, my <laughs> My other question, so I wanted to ask, because you have this extremely long distance relationship, mm-hmm. um, how do you guys specifically, I guess, stay in touch, like aside from just maybe texting or regular phone calls? Like, is there video calls? Do you guys do video dates? Do you like ship care packages? Like what, I guess, what are the tools that you guys use to keep the, the relationship like real if that makes sense because a lot right. of people assume um, these away it's not as real as in person right we uh we use kind of a combination of whatsapp and facebook um okay. actually i i probably wouldn't have a facebook if uh my girlfriend didn't have one um i usually am a, a pretty private person i like to keep to myself um but whatsapp is usually where we do most of our communication uh when things were kind of uh i don't want to say like more stable because i like that kind of implies that there's you know instability but when it was when it was more when communication was more frequent i guess you could say uh 
we would do like video calls pretty much every night so uh we'd we'd kind of like see each other like before bed for uh maybe two 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 or three hours oh wow good for you i was gonna ask really quickly um that's really interesting the fact that you met her on tinder now Mm -hmm. is this the um the only dating site that you've ever been on or is it like the one that you like better and in terms of um you being able to find a girlfriend congrats because i'm on these sites and it's a war out here okay (laughs) it's not easy i'm like I heard a radio song today and it was like, Fergie is like, and big girls don't cry. I love you like a blanket. I'm like, I can't even find a guy that lasts long enough for me to cry when they leave because I'm like running out of there left, right. So for you, what are the red flags for when you're dating? You know, that for example, you you said that you were able to find her because she has a good sense of humor. What's the flip side? What what are the things that, you know, right away you know, okay, this can't this can't go on. Yeah, swipe left. Um <laughs> I've been I've been fortunate enough to uh to not really come across too many like red flags, I guess, like in in like a practical sense and like people that I actually approach. Usually the people that I that I avoid are uh people who seem very um i i don't want to say like self-absorbed but like um i don't know there's there's like a certain way that some people advertise themselves on on like dating websites especially sites like tinder um i don't usually go for uh for girls who uh you know do do like the stuff where they like stick their ass out and like photos or have like a bunch of tattoos or piercings I really, really into that. Okay. Yeah. Well, since oh. we're going into this lane, I have to ask you the one question I've been asking all of our guests. Um, I guess you may have already kind of spoiled it, but what would you say is your most superficial, um, I guess, deal breaker or superficial preference when, I don't know, I guess, choosing a partner or interest, being interested in a woman? So, like, for example, my preference is that my like if i'm dating somebody or attracted to somebody like they have to be very tall mm-hmm. so so what what would yours then be uh mine is probably what i just said no tattoos or piercings yeah so okay so if a girl has like a full arm sleeve and, like, oh yeah it's a big thing. no okay interesting and what kind of piercings like eyebrow like what kind of any piercings at all you uh, think? pretty much anything that's not ears Okay, so they can have yeah. earrings, yeah, but they can't have a nose ring. Yeah, no nose ring, yeah. no nose ring, no eyebrow. But what if they had like multiple ear piercings? So like, yeah, two, that's like, probably okay. Or oh, okay, so just literally just keep it, keep it to the yeah. ears. <laughs> I'm shocked because I feel like everybody's got tattoos now. Every like I, I literally have zero tattoos. I feel like I'm the only one. Maybe you too, Lola. Do you have any? I do. What the hell? I thought we were friends. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> it's just I don't I don't show mine off. I don't show mine off often, so that's why. I probably already know about them. We'll we'll, we'll show after, but uh, <laughs> I have zero, and I actually wanted to get a funny tattoo, mm-hmm. and this is so inappropriate. So I hope my mom's not watching. But <laughs> I would get a funny, ironic tattoo, literally in the lip of my vagina, in Chinese character that says like. 
you know, only the brave enter and only like the, the strong oh, get out. Geez. Like make it Girl, out. Girl, you're <laughs> asking to hurt yourself. Do you know how painful that would be? I wouldn't do it. But uh, you better not. Uh, so this, this is like fear this is like strictly a thought experiment. Exactly. <laughs> only oh thoughts. No no practice. Okay. <laughs> but I okay. don't think it would be the most hilarious tattoo ever. And like and then I would go to like and then I'd only date Asian guys during that time just to, for them to be like, ah! or whatever. <laughs> so I'm the only who can read it at least. Anyway. Oh yeah, okay. I, I would say that, I would say that um, I, I live kind of a, a uncommonly, I guess, conservative lifestyle uh, in that I'm, I'm like 26. I've never smoked. I've never drank. Okay. Um, what? So. And that's just a personal preference, right? Yeah, it's a personal preference. Okay. I'm not, okay. I'm not religious. Uh, okay. I just have like a, I have like a childlike palate. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I like, uh, I like soda and energy drinks. Stuff okay. That, uh, stuff that tastes good. Makes sense. But it's funny. I find it hilarious because I like energy drinks. Well, particular ones, not every single one, but I like some energy drinks and my boyfriend hates, like, hates them. He will rather drink like three shots of gin before drinking like a shot of an energy drink. So the fact that you're just like, my palate is not refined. I don't like this. And then he's just like, my palate's not refined. I don't like this. <laughs> so it's like two sides of the same coin. That's so funny. Okay, so, you, so you, you just, you prefer, you like, and you're happy with living a conservative lifestyle. You have no interest in smoking, you have no interest in drinking. Um, does your girlfriend share these same values? Um, for the most part, she does. She's not like a, a party person either. She'd like to be home, like reading a book. Uh, she doesn't drink, she doesn't smoke. Um, she'd probably have a problem with it if I did. Uh, oh, wow. so. So you really, really? found like your, your, your perfect match. I'm so excited for you. Yeah. My God, I feel bad talking about my vagina now. I'm like, this is so wholesome. <laughs> Soda and energy drinks? Like, I feel horrible. Oh my God. <laughs> it's okay. I've, um. I, I told you that I was basically raised by the internet, so I've uh, I've seen yeah. I've seen and heard way worse things. Uh, I've uh, I've been like in and around like you know the 4chan area. Uh, I I listened to like one of the the previous uh, one of your previous podcasts. I think it was with uh, with you and your is a boyfriend or husband the Mister. Oh. Boyfriend, boyfriend. Yeah, and, and he said that he had he had been through uh through some stage of 4chan as well. That that stage is is uh current, I guess, for me. Oh, okay. Um, so what's 4chan yeah. for us who don't know? Because I, I've heard of it, I just don't remember what it is. Oh, uh, it's uh it's an image board website where basically you can go and uh go to different boards and talk about different uh different topics basically they're the boards are like organized by topics and sort of the the gimmick is is that everyone's anonymous and basically every thread gets deleted at some point so yeah. it's usually pretty well, quick moving uh very temporary it, it's kind of like reddit it's a less stable rabbit reddit before reddit kind of yeah yeah so they must say some out-of-pocket stuff because if, especially if they know the stuff's oh, yeah. getting deleted people are saying oh, yeah. any and everything on there oh yeah absolutely oh yeah hot mm -hmm. mess hot mess over there i might have to click on there i might have <laughs> to do my research <laughs> don't this. do it i'm gonna say don't I'm do just it kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so yeah he, he used to troll he used to troll those web pages he's grown 
he's grown out of it now. Um, and I don't know, just he does his own weirdo shit. <laughs> so okay, so I want to ask now, um, with all of this like location hopping and meeting different people and you know having relationship issues after two weeks and stuff like that and when you're mm-hmm. kind of vetting your current girlfriend right now what was aside from the joking and stuff like what was the deciding factor that you're like she's worth it like i want this girl to be my girlfriend i'm gonna work it out despite the distance we're gonna make this work like and is your end goal with with this person like is it marriage do you plan on moving to Peru do you does she plan on coming to the states like is this a 90 day fiance situation preview uh, a lot of my friends have have, uh, have wanted me have urged me actually to go on that show it's uh if you go I'm it's one of our favorites download discovery plus right now <laughs> we might we might have to do that although I'm, I'm aware that the uh the producers might do one or two things to kind of meddle in the in the relationship so I'm not oh, a right that's what they I'm not, do. Uh, I'm not. I'm not too hyped if that were like my only, my only way to get her across the border. But I mean, that's fair. Well, there's, there's obviously a million other ways, but mm-hmm. you know, people want to document their love or yeah. whatever for any other self-serving purposes. Yeah. Usually, internet clout. Usually, you know, to be on cameo now or yeah. But, so um. Anyway, yeah. back back to the the question. The the thing that that kind of alerted me, I guess, to to wanting her to be my girlfriend was that basically it's just that she's she's stable. There's nothing that's like a red flag that's wrong with her. Um, I had kind of previously come to this kind of realization, I guess, about relationships. I think that has kind of served me well and. This is kind of like a, a, a guy thing, uh, I think. And guys, I think especially guys my age or younger, have kind of this this preoccupation with basically wanting to date like the female version of themselves. And that is that is not something that I think is, is a good idea. Okay. Because um, basically what you're doing in that case is you're you're like sharing kind of all of your spaces with this person and you like you never get a break uh and as as much as you like might love someone you know you need like a a break in kind of like your own spaces uh i think anyway i was gonna say i never heard that concept before of of men wanting to date somebody like themselves it can make like it makes sense just because you know usually that's the foundation for people to get along if they like the same things enjoy the same Mm -hmm. foods enjoy like whatever um but I don't know, I guess for myself, I've always be- believed that despite having certain things that you have in common with people, you still have your space to do your own thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, I think it's it's more about matching temperaments, in my opinion, than mm-hmm. it is about sort of like interests that you kind of consume. Because like in that sense, we're completely different because like um, I, I like these like goofy travel vlogs like I, like I told you about. Um, yeah. I like reality TV shows, uh, okay. and uh, and she she likes um, you know she likes Marvel movies she likes uh, like K-pop just stuff that I would never have any interest in. <laughs> so we're we're kind of like in our own separate sort of spheres, but Everyone still knows together. Their lane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Well, is there at least a, a topic or an interest that overlaps? Um, actually, the the reality TV show one probably is okay. the the one that does. Okay. okay. <laughs> so she's like, "Yes, honey, bring take me out of Peru. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beyonce us now. Yeah. <laughs> now, would you um bring her to the U.S.? Um, that's that's kind of the tricky part. We're like before I met her, her plan was. Like she, like I said, she's a nurse, uh, and she's currently in school right now. Uh, her plan is to become, what's what's the word for? Yeah, geriatric specialist. So cool. basically, uh, her plan was to become a geriatric specialist and move to a country that has like a, a high aging population, like uh, Italy or Japan, basically. And um, and she'd have plenty of work if she moved there, basically after completing school. So that's kind of what we're leaning towards. Uh, I'm not someone who's basically like married to the United States or like married to the idea of living here. So okay. that's something that I would definitely think about doing or be willing to do. I think that's really cool if you both can just mm-hmm. kind of like converge on and meet at a different country oh, and yeah. kind of start, you know, start together brand new, whatever it may be. Because like especially nowadays with um, just everything in terms of work-wise becoming a lot more remote and a lot of companies are like, you know what? We don't have to pay for our super large office space. People can just work from home and get the job done. Like I'm here for it. And so I could, it could definitely be possible if like, let's say she does decide to move to like Italy, for example guys moved to Italy together you could still technically work remote for the United States so you're getting the stronger dollar versus an Italian dollar um and you know you guys could live decent have make money have fun be together finally like in the Mm -hmm. same space rather than on WhatsApp um is there anything that maybe you have a concern from when that step happens like because we're, we're, we're future talking. We don't know if that's going to be next right. year, two years, three years, five years. But like, is there something, I guess, um, that would concern you about that next step? Um, obviously, I think is the, the immediate step, the travel step is probably one of the biggest things that gives me anxiety. Um, just because of, like I told you about, uh, I, I don't know if we recorded that part about the, uh, uh, I have a inflammatory bowel disease. Um, that's, that's the, the one thing that would make me sort of balk at the, at the travel aspect of it. And then I think the next part is basically just culture shock. Um, I don't, I don't necessarily know, uh, like the logistics of maybe having to learn both Spanish, like to communicate better with her, uh, and this other foreign language for the place that we're moving. For Um, sure. Uh, I don't. I don't think that's something yeah. that I mentioned before. Is that she? She is a Spanish speaker, and we like basically have to translate like a lot of our messages back and forth. Okay. Wow. Cool. So, are you obviously you're intending to learn Spanish? And yeah. Is she, yeah. Atten- is she um, attempting to learn English as well? Yeah, as part of her uh, occupational training, she'll be learning it in school. Okay. Oh, that's great. Okay. Well, at least you have like a fast track to you know, a direct track to communication, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's really good. Um, I was going to ask you really quickly, if you've had any moments of where some, a concept gets lost in translation, 
because um, I take in Spanish and, and I, I, I speak a couple languages. I know it happens a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's funny enough, it's happened to me. I have a funny story. So I'd love to hear yours if you have one. Uh, there are certain phrases, I guess, that you, you don't necessarily need to stay away from, but uh, that will not translate well uh, over like Google Translate. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had her basically just say several times, like, what is this? I don't know what this means. Uh, <laughs> because I'll, I'll kind of like absentmindedly like say some kind of, you know, American uh, uh, like sort of figure of speech or something. And she won't oh know what it means God. because she doesn't have it there. But we've never had anything where it's like she gets really mad at me for some kind of understanding <laughs> or for some kind of misunderstanding or anything. Uh, I frequently get worried about that, but it's never happened yet. Mm-hmm. Nice. I was gonna say I strongly recommend Duolingo. Just mm-hmm. like the little app, five minutes every day. One day you're just gonna start having a conversation with her in Spanish, and she's like, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> and I strongly recommend YouTube. There's a lot of yeah. good YouTube teachers. Like, I literally learned Mandarin in a few years on there, and and really? I did an app as well, but. My funny lost in translation stories because I, I was learning Mandarin, right? And I was going on dating apps. And so whenever a guy popped up who happened to be Chinese, and the particular one I was on, it also listed the languages you speak. So one guy was like, oh, I speak Mandarin, right? And I'm like, oh, cool. I looked at all his photos and they were so professional that I realized this is a catfish. Okay, <laughs> because every Asian guy on this website was like six five all of them were Yao Ming okay six five <laughs> professional photos you know wearing their sunglasses I'm like every single Asian guy six five on here I'm like there's no way where are my regular people like I want a normal guy you know anyways so I said to him hey can we video chat you look like a catfish right mm-hmm. and then he goes you're well you're black like a leather and I was like and then the guy blocked me and I was like oh my god and then I realized, oh my gosh, this guy doesn't understand the expression catfishing because he's yeah. in freaking China, mainland. And he thought I literally said, you look like a friggin' fish with whiskers. Like, I'm like, oh my God, I wasn't even trying to insult the guy. I was trying to say, you look too good to be true, right? That was pretty so funny. It was hilarious. I, 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 my sister was like, you should have screenshotted that. That would have been a good meme. <laughs> I'm like, so true. <laughs> but of course, it was too late. <laughs> so funny. Oh my gosh. So, okay, was, my, sorry, what were you going to say? Oh, um, I, was, I was wondering if you guys had seen, like, the, I forget if it was the last season or the season before of 90 Day Fiance, where there's this this woman who had, like, a catfish situation throughout the entire season. Uh, oh, no. She was, like, uh, she called him, like, the Williams or something. I was going to oh, say, you, yes. had, you had, like, you had, like, a, yes. you had a the Williams situation. Oh, my God. <laughs> And I felt bad. It was this. It was this woman who thought she was marrying this guy from like I think it was the UK or something. Yes, yes. And like his pictures again was like yours, like <laughs> professional, very professionally fine, done. Yeah. Like the finest guy. He was so fine. Okay, he, he could never, never meet with her. She bought him a ticket, flew him out because of on 98 Day Fiance, and calling with excuses like I can't come love this and this happened like never up to up to this day they should show on the on the tell all if it was like it actually a cat like what he actually looked like or if he was an actual catfish um i don't i don't remember if i saw the tell all but i don't he was definitely a catfish like 
super catfish and I felt so bad because she was so delusional. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Her daughter and were like, Yeah, her daughter was trying to talk her out of it the whole real, time. Not real, like don't go. And she's like, You'll see, you'll see. He wants me. And da 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 and I'm just like, Man, and oh she, she had sent him she had sent him all these nude pictures too. And I was like, Oh no. It was bad. It was really bad. Like there was that and then my I guess my favorite catfishy moment was um what's his name i think it's is this syed and nicole but it was like not last season but maybe like a season or two ago where she went to like tunzania to be with him and apparently she had used photos of her when she was like a bit like when she was a bit lighter and now she was much heavier after having the child and all of this oh. stuff and oh so, nicole she did that yes. i remember that episode i didn't she know that's what she did. like catfishy pictures mm. so he was like yeah yeah whatever whatever and then she showed up and he was like, oof. Like you could tell on his face. He was mm -hmm. like, he, he was checked out. Oh no. And, but then he, what he didn't know was like, she was crazy. So she was just like <laughs> with him all the time. If she wasn't with him, she's like going crazy. She would send him money. I'm pretty sure he just scammed her. Like, because yeah. Oh, yeah. she would constantly be sending him money, sending him money when she doesn't have money. And she has like a four year old kid to take care of. Mm -mm. And like, I don't know, apparently he was married and had like a whole, uh, such a mess. Such I remember that. So my question to you, Mr. Jim, kind of referring to her story. Sorry, mm -hmm. <laughs> got a little frog in my throat. But my question is, so let's say you meet Mrs. Peru. And I don't know if this is like a would you rather. And mm -hmm. she's like really <laughs> old or like she's really young or something like that. Like what would be the deal breaker for you if you meet her in person and oh jeez <laughs> um oh man i'm i'm having like a hard time i think it would probably have to be like the really old um <laughs> yeah uh what if she had like I, a I, I, of tattoos that you never saw because you don't oh man out. that would be hard that would be really hard um, I think I would have to, I would have to at that point because we've, we've done, we've been through like way too much to, okay. to sort of have it be ruined by that. Just be like, just buy her some makeup so she can cover it up. <laughs> you know? Maybe it's Maybelline. It right? <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, okay. We're almost at the end of time. So mm -hmm. I'm going to wrap this up with just saying like, thank you again for joining us. We appreciate mm -hmm. yeah. having your thoughts, your opinions. Thank you for sharing with us about your relationship. I really hope that you guys do get to reunite and be together. We'll hopefully mm -hmm. be able to do an update episode. Maybe y'all will be together in Italy and be like, Bonjour. yeah, we can do the tell all. We can do the tell all. Yes. Yeah, do a little tell all of our own. Yeah, so you have to tell us uh, first. If you guys end up going on 90 Day Fiance, we got to know. Yeah, tell us first. We will news. keep the okay, NDA. Okay, you guys can be I my promise, insiders. I will, I will keep the NDA strong for you, okay? <laughs> I, if anything, yes. I'll just be known as a source. <laughs> a source? <laughs> a source sense. <laughs> I love it. But thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. Uh, and if you want to see James connecting with us again, you don't have a choice because he will. But if you do, just let us know in the comments. We always appreciate the feedback. If you have any questions for him that you'd want to include in possibly a later episode, let us know as well. You can always connect with us on Instagram at This Black Girl Podcast, or you can email us at This Black Girl Podcast at gmail.com. 
So again, I've been one of your hosts. My name is Lola, aka Ola.miss.lola on Instagram. <laughs> and I am at Vihildiva on Instagram, also known as Hildiva. And thank you so much again to our wonderful guests for joining us, James. Like we definitely would love to have you again. And when, if Miss, she comes to the States, whether you go there, we still want the pictures of y'all when you finally meet together, even Absolutely. if it's not a 90 day. <laughs> I'll be sure to send them. I'm excited, right. I'm waiting. <laughs> Take care, bye. Bye. bye.